1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Art Carlo Navas. And with me today, chat's all excited. Y'all have been missing him, all the YouTube comments, and every time we do pregame or anything, everybody's asking, where's Kenny, where's Kenny? Well, Kenny's back! Yeah, man.
2: (laughs) I had to take some time, man. It was between, like, my actual schedule, um, just the Heat conversations, there's very little conversations I I still want to have. Like, it was just a whole lot of... Tyler's a trade piece and bam needs to be aggressive just playing the hits Not on a podcast but just in general heat conversation. I was pretty annoyed with that and I needed some rest I mean, I've been I'm I did almost two years straight or two a days would he be pretty much? So I just needed some time off, but I'm back. I'm good and I'm excited to be here
1: Can you have time time off chat is happy got saucy takes in chat happy Get, get our co host back. Well season's long as chat says we know but hey we are here to discuss Game 1 Heat Knicks. They took the mm-hmm. lead in the series. They went into the Mecca. Kenny the Mecca!
2: Quote-unquote, man. They <laughs> went in that dump.
1: Oh they went in that dump. It's it's. Listen, I love New York City. That fucking place is gross. It's as gross as a fucking subway train it took from the Bronx to get there. It was awful. I go up. I sit down in my seat. I thankfully have Heat fans in my section. We have a small contingency. I went to the game. Ryan Cortez went to the game. We held it down. We laughed at Nick fans. But here to talk about what happened. I, I think it was. Uh, I think it's an interesting game and an interesting series mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons. And and now there's Brunson is doubt is questionable with uh, with an injury and as well as um, Julius Randall, Jimmy Butler, as you we know, has an ankle. But let's talk about Game One. Let's talk about yeah. what we saw, how we felt about it, Kenny. I I think the big, you know, we all knew it was gonna happen. It was gonna be a lot of pack the paint against both teams. Mm-hmm. It was gonna be all right. I want to see your shooters hit shots before I adjust to you, and I thought both yeah. teams did that. And I thought, I thought only one team. And I want to give Spoke credit for this, and he's done this all playoffs. The halftime and quarter to quarter adjustments have mm-hmm. been fucking. On point. And I think teams yeah. take a game to react to what they need to do. And for all the shit that Spose gotten, for all the stuff of oh, bad season or little stubborn mm-hmm. and all that, they've gone away from what they've done all year. They're like, Bam, we want you to switch one through five. Bam says, Yes, sir. And Bam mm-hmm. does the that better than anybody in the NBA. They come into yeah. the playoffs. Against the Bucks, are like, bam, we're going to need you to cover Giannis one-on-one. We're going to need you to fly across screens, go up, under. Anything we need you to do against this guy, you're going to play drop. You're going to contain. And he said yes. Mm-hmm. And they come into this next series. And, Kenny, we had a question. Are they going to drop? Are they going to switch? How are they going to do? Bam out of Bayou and a drop. They're like, hey, we're going to, you know, we – they don't have a lot of small players other than Gabe Vincent on the floor mm-hmm. right now with Tyler's injury. And I think Miami has taken advantage of that fact. They miss so much. We're going to get into Tyler later uh, and the comment and the reporting that Zach Lowe did, but you know, they're not They They play a lot of wings. Now they play like four wings and yeah. on guard, or they play Caleb. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Gabe and Kyle who are play a little bit above their weight in terms mm-hmm. of kind of guard defense. And they've just been great on, on that end after the, the, the odd season that they've had Kenny. So, Let's start with the defense, and let's start with Spoh has changed. I think the drop has been a good idea. They've, yeah. they've really crowded the paint for Brunson. They've made his life hard, and they've really just forced Obi Toppin and Josh Hart to be shooters.
2: Yeah, and that was one thing I saw in the first half that – and even when the Knicks were on there running up double digits, I still knew the Heat were going to win because of that. Like – you're not going to win a game on a diet of Obi Toppin shooting threes. He's going to start missing. He's not a three-point Dog, shooter. Dog, that arena so, was
1: fed up with him.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, this it's, it's, it's one of those things you just let play out and see what happens, but I knew that was going to be the case. Um, as far as the defense goes, as far as the drop, that was a great idea because Jalen Brunson will kill you in the paint like he did at times in the second quarter with his floater. But – I knew that adjustment would come as well, just kind of cutting off that middle. And so, I trust the Heat shooters, and as crazy as that sounds, after the season they had, I trust their shooters a lot more than I trust the Knicks shooting. And it ended up paying off. At least their Um, shooters are proven. Yeah, their shooters are proven 100%. And we're going to get to the offense, I'm sure, but the defense... um, I just want to give credit to Spro, like you said, going to the drop, understanding that the Knicks don't have a ton of shooting and they want to get into the paint. And even when Julius Randle comes back, he's still an average shooter at best, and so I, I do think they will stick with that.
1: Hey, man, I want to give you love from the chat. Bronx Jokers, Like, miss you, big dog Kenny. Welcome back. <laughs> um, just everybody. just really happy to see you. You know, We love our community, and you guys mean a lot to us, and and uh, thank you guys for all the love. And then we have Shemitan saying, G-drinking out of a Mexican candle. It's like a water bottle <laughs> with like a rubber padding. I bring it to yoga. Listen, oh, Schmee. Then I was telling Kenny before I haven't slept in like 24 hours. I fucking flew to New York on a whim. I was like, "Oh, they won the game." My my homie's like, "Hey, I got tickets. You want to come?" And I'm like, "Well, it's Thursday, and I gotta work." So he's like, "Come Saturday." So I fl- I took. I flew the first flight out of Miami on Saturday means I had to wake up at 5 a.m. And I took the first flight of New York on Monday today, which means I had to wake up at 4.30 a.m. Because, you know, it takes a long time to get the airport down there. And security was fucking crazy. Monday morning, all these New York businessmen are everywhere traveling. So I'm beat. I have no energy. So leave me alone. Um, (laughs) Wow. Hot (laughs) Outback Threes. says hot with no Kenny or Alf was rough. Brass was carrying heavy. Gee, thanks, I was the host for that stretch. Damn, <laughs> I'm
2: I'm glad I don't even know who was on. It's... God
1: damn, I'm, what the fuck? <laughs> I tried my best. God damn it, um, <laughs> Jesus. Oh yeah, Jesus <laughs> says exactly that's why I'm hosting. Listen, I'm no Alf. So I am carried by my teammates. I am, I'm, I'm under no delusion. Uh, so yeah, okay. So the the, the defense mm-hmm. that they did, I, I I thought made a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and really, New York didn't react to it a lot. So one of the things that they did was. They're like, OK, well, if you're crowding us, if you're crowding on, on pick and roll, Miami wasn't like doubling because New York was doubling Jimmy Butler. They mm-hmm. would either have the guy either Mitchell Robinson or, H- or Hardenstein super high up on the level uh, on Jimmy. Really funny enough, not letting him get to the pull up, which I think is like the thing that teams let him get to so that he doesn't get to the basket. Mm-hmm. But New York had like two or three lines of defense. It was like hard who did a really good job of staying with him. The big man press high up and then they're sending like help behind that. So in reality, Jimmy's like, they're forcing him to be a passer and they're not letting him get to the basket or be a pull-up threat, which I think is interesting because I Mm -hmm. think normally teams are like, okay, well, you're an okay mid-range shooter. You can take those, which is what Milwaukee did, and obviously they paid for that. So that was what the the, the Knicks did on the defensive end. We'll talk about how Miami adjusted, but the way that the Knicks adjusted on, on offense against Miami's defense was they isolated Brunson. They go okay. Well, we're either get an initial switch on like a guard guard screen, and we'll get the guard we like better, or we're just gonna iso straight up. And that was working for a bit. They got Kyle. I mean, he was mm-hmm. cooking Kyle, uh one on one. Yeah. That's not a matchup. Much that he's gonna win. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just he's a di- he's a difficult guy to defend in isolation because mm-hmm. he has that herky jerky motion, and yeah. I think that stop go body control man. Like you just fly into him, and you get he gets contact, and you're yeah. done. So like that's the hard part.
2: And He's a really good finisher and his floater is also deadly and so if he gets a step on you You're kind of in danger and you kind of just have to hope he misses which he ended up doing a bunch
1: I spill water on myself It happens like the professional that I am Um, (laughs) Yeah, so so that was that was kind of the adjustment for New York and then Miami went they're like, okay Well, how about this? We're gonna let you do the isolation but now we're gonna make sure that Jimmy is pre-rotating at the nail. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> just making fun of me. Uh, so he's pre-rotating at the nail. So Jimmy's kind of waiting there to help. And I think the important part of kind of what Miami started doing was whoever Bam's man, because now the big man's not screening. So initially Mm -hmm. it was Mitchell Robinson pick and roll and then bam's on the in the drop So if they don't want to involve bam in the play Mitchell Robinson standing in the corner They don't have a stretch big useless. They don't so now those guys either Mitchell's in the corner Which is kind of useless because unlike bam or draymond green. He's not a passer to that level Mm -hmm. So it's not even like they can pivot to a handoff or whatever So bam is just like totally waiting for brunson in the paint. Jimmy's coming in on the nail So Bam cuts off the initial Brunson drive if he beats Vincent or Struis or Lowry. And then Bam kind of comes in and forces a kick out. Mm -hmm. Not to the corner because now the corner is being occupied by Mitchell Robinson. Now he's passing out to the wing. And that's just a way worse shot. So now it's Hart and it's Obi Toppin taking these wing threes. And that's kind of when Miami started to get back in the game, Kenny, because, you know, it was like a 10 point game almost to the entire second quarter, even when Miami got offense going, it was Brunson kind of ISO score, ISO score, ISO pull up, ISO free Mm -hmm. throws, whatever Miami in the, in the third quarter, they implemented this change. They started getting leak outs off those misses or off those passes or or, or turnovers Mm -hmm. and they just never looked back. So. Like credit to Spo, what a great mm-hmm. halftime adjustment. They absolutely knew what they wanted to do, and it completely took New York's big men out of the game. Yeah,
2: and you know what? I want to give credit to Spo again for that. And also, I want to, I don't know, we're talking about defense right now, but I do want to acknowledge that one, correct, they did shrink the floor because Mitchell Robinson's not a shooter. Obi Toppin's also not much of a shooter. And so, Jalen Brunson, you stop that drive, you force him to kick out, he's not really kicking out to anyone reliable. And so, obviously, they missed those shots. And Sp- what Spoden never does and what he encouraged them to do in the third quarter, I believe. Get out and run. Off off misses, Kevin Love with those three, four, however many outlet passes. That changed momentum. That gave the Heat a nice little cushion. Kenny, and it also intimidated the Knicks.
1: Craig Kenny, how crazy? Because, like, I think conventional wisdom is, like, crash the boards, don't leak out. Yeah. And there they trusted Bam and Kevin to hold the four. Jimmy's, like, their third or second best. He's, like, their third best rebounder. Right behind yeah. Bam and Kevin. So that have to not have your third tallest and third best rebounder in the paint when you're playing the, the best offensive rebounding team, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it worked.
2: Yeah, and, and I heard Kevin Durant say this before. Um, like it gets to a point after a while where missed shots are like turnovers. Like when you just can't make anything and you not grabbing those boards, they're like turnovers. And so we saw that he execute on those on the exact same way. And again, now not only does it not only does missing the shots mess with you mentally because you can't make anything you understand that if I missed this shot They might also exactly. score. exactly. Yeah so Yeah, now And you so,
1: a little extra yeah. second when you're when you're gonna shoot Yeah, yeah, and so that
2: ended up breaking them in a sense mentally and they, they got back into it a little bit Towards the end, they, but they by the then that was was kinda it was kind of over that crowd, yeah, the crowd was, was gone
1: was dead, bro. They were like and yeah. anytime they wanted to get into it, it was like bad shot, turnover, miss. And you just you just can't get into it. And they, they never did. Saucy takes yeah. the chat, says Nick shot six for thirty one on open and wide open mm-hmm. threes in game one. That's so Miami gets a little yeah, bit lucky. Is. And that's a little bit of luck. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. some of the but that those are bad shooters. So like it's a yeah. little bit of luck and some of it's like you make your own luck.
2: Yeah. And I also do want to mention the crowd also, because um, and I tweeted this yesterday. Um, yeah, you can feed off the energy of the crowd until the crowd gets tired. And that's and, gonna and happen at some point. You. The
1: they were sick of Obi. I'm telling you, yeah, they were I had people in my section being like just fucking screaming all sorts of mean obscenities at Obi Top. And Obi's one of them. Yeah. Obi's a New Yorker. Yeah.
2: That's the thing, like just the I think the Heat may have taken the Knicks best punch this series in the first in the first half of that game. Because it's kind of like that meme where like the Knicks just see the Heat as this big, and I know you don't like the Knicks, but the Heat, the like every time the Knicks play the Heat, I see a bunch of Knicks fans talking about Allen Houston and fuck Alonzo more. Like they still take that rivalry. They still to hate. Our, they still fucking yeah, hate them. And 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 we don't really think about them at all too yeah. much. And so when yeah when they saw the Heat in their building, they were really excited. They were real loud, getting the team into it. But once the Heat fought back and pu- punched them back in the mouth. The crowd was gone, and now it's like okay, now you really gotta play. Now and you gotta they were you gotta find that energy, and they weren't able to do that.
1: Absolutely, and so let's talk about what Miami did on offense to kind of take the air mm-hmm. out of the arena as well. So you know they're doubling Jimmy off pick and roll, they're swarming the ball, they're doing what Miami does. They're just showing a mm-hmm. lot of bodies and a lot of help, and they're super helping off the corners. And suppose like all right, well let's let's run a little bit out of Milwaukee play, our Milwaukee playbook that we did in game five. Let's get Jimmy off the ball. And they did it in a lot of ways. Some of mm-hmm. it was kind of that little pin down that they ran for BAM to facilitate. Uh it was mostly Kyle, the one kind of Kyle and Kevin feeding him off those little pin downs. He was cutting mm-hmm. really well backdoor. They were kind of screen the screener with him. Or they he'd like he'd screen and then get screened off the slip. So like mm-hmm. and, and they did um Kenny, what they did a lot, and I tweeted a couple of videos about this uh on my TL where they'll run two actions. So like on one side of the court, they're running like Caleb will run a pick and roll with Cody Zeller. And by doing that, you bring Mitchell Robinson to at least, you know, kind of he's in a drop, but close to the level of the, of the screen. And if Jimmy's cutting back door off that, right. Mm -hmm. So then on the other side of the floor, Kyle, Jimmy and Max or, or Hamish are running some sort of screen, screen action thing. So that side of the floor is being occupied. They're running a Mm -hmm. pick-and-roll, and and now the big is out of the paint because he's out defending the ball, and Jimmy Mm kind of cuts back. Caleb delivers a good pass, and they get an easy basket. Um, And it's just so much key. Jimmy's screening and slipping while -hmm. while, uh, Caleb and Zeller run a a decoy, right? So it's like Kyle's at the top of the key. And they do this thing where, like, uh, Caleb comes from the corner and he comes up to kind of receive the ball, but he's coming off a Zeller screen. So Mitchell comes Mm -hmm. up because they're expecting, okay, they're going to run what they just ran again, right? Because Jimmy's on the other Mm -hmm. side and they're ready for it, right? Because Mitchell's already hedging in. But in reality, what they're doing is they're running a fake action when the real play is Kyle, Jimmy slip and they're late because they were expecting the other thing. And that's just fucking genius, bro. Yeah, so there's
2: that. And also, um, not only just the easy buckets for Jimmy, but the Knicks were so scared of Jimmy, and he's pretty much the game plan, as we saw yesterday. It led to, all right, Jimmy catches, kick out, swing, swing, wide open three for Kevin Love or Caleb or whoever it was, and credit to them for knocking those shots down. I know they didn't shoot well overall but there were points in the game where they just hit big shots where they needed to off those actions. And so I want to also give them credit, especially Kevin Love has been incredible these playoffs.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: What – it's it's actually crazy how Cleveland just let him walk. Yeah. It's like fucking yeah. insane. And he's been – and Kyle said it after the game. We brought a guy with a great attitude, which is mm-hmm. funny because I don't think that's what Kevin Love was known for. <laughs> you uh, know. Famously, you know, fit in or fit out, right, <laughs> Uh and all that stuff. But bringing a vet – Kenny, we've all we said all year the, the vibes are rancid. Mm -hmm. And I think bringing a guy in, a veteran... Listen, I say it all the time. I quote Kevin Arnovitz. Grown-ass men win championships. They brought veterans who have... By the way, Kevin has the quickest fucking hands. That guy, he's not the best defender, but that motherfucker has quick hands, and don't put the ball Mm -hmm. down near him. Because he'll fucking swipe. He and Kyle don't that's yeah don't you you gotta
2: attack kyle like a running back dude (laughs) dude. (laughs) like he's he's stripping he's getting a jump ball whatever but these teams
1: are young and they don't know yeah i don't think any of those guys have played kyle lowry in the playoffs
2: and you know what and the thing they haven't and the thing i really want to not overlook with kevin love it sounds kind of cliche but having just having another champion
1: Oh, no, that knows matters, how to win. Kenny. Yeah, it's a
2: huge deal. It's a huge deal. And we saw that in the Grizzlies series with the Lakers. It's just like that inexperience gets to you. And so now Kevin Love comes in, and he's another one who regular season, he was okay at best for the most part. Then playoffs come. You've seen it with Kyle. You've seen it with Jimmy. Guys who have been there before, they know when to turn it on and how to turn it on. And Kevin Love's just done an amazing job of it. I completely – I will – Admit, I completely underestimated that when he signed with me. I thought it was a really good move, but I think he's I didn't... been better than any yeah. of
1: us could have expected. He's been be, way better than I it's, expected. It's crazy. And it's not even what we thought. The shooting right. helps. It's everything else. It's yeah. a second big man passer, it's... which I think we did not talk enough about. The entry passes <laughs> he gives to Jimmy off cuts, It's because now they can use Bam to screen for Jimmy going down. It's just, It works.
2: And you know what? The biggest thing with Kevin Love is just simply the IQ.
1: So they're just—they've become the Kenny, IQ. I'm yeah. not gonna say they were a dumb basketball team because I don't like to call no. them. I don't like to call professionals dumb, um, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> but <laughs> for the most part, no. They—they they became by adding. You know, they—they they added a real veteran guy, and they play mm-hmm. Kyle a lot more. And all of a sudden, you know, Jimmy Kyle Bam. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Kevin, that's a lot of experience and smarts yeah. that you're playing a and- lot of minutes. Coached by Eric Spolstra, you know, Cody Zeller, another professional veteran who's been in the league a long time. Who, by the way, Kenny, I did not expect Cody Zeller to play minutes in the playoffs. I, they're going, they've gone three centers. Mm-hmm. That's crazy.
2: And, I- you know, yeah, and that's another Eric Spolstra thing. <laughs> He'll save it to the playoffs and just you don't know how to guard it. And, and he so gives I them do want to say a few minutes
1: yeah. of like, okay, well, we're going to give you a change of pace. I mm-hmm. think Zeller's a much, I think a little Zeller, bit of size. He's just I a very savvy roller. Yeah. And I, they're using him how Deadman, how they use Deadman. Like they're just like, you are just going to mm-hmm. fucking go as downhill as possible. You're going to yeah. maximum roll and you're going to slip and you're going to give kind of change of pace rolls. And yeah. Jimmy likes that. -hmm. Jimmy fucking loves backup centers. Jimmy loves those kind of bigs. Well you saw you know the Minnesota game. That's 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 what Jimmy lives for.
2: Yeah. (laughs) But you know what? I want to um I wanna go back to Kevin Love really quick and the um and the IQ. I think it's a it's kind of a hand-in-glove fit because and this is obviously no disrespect to those to the Caleb Mars and the Gabe Vincent and those guys like that, but the Heat have guys you don't really want making too many decisions, not because they can't but because it's still developing in that sense. And so you take some of that responsibility off. of. And I'll I'll include Tyler in that, too. Tyler's gotten a lot better with his decision-making, but when he's back, you probably still just kind of want him in Spurs be like, you know what, just be who you are, just score. And so adding another decision-maker to the team with Kevin Love just makes a huge difference also. And as far as Cody Zeller, I think I want to give him and Bam a lot of credit because my biggest fear going into the series, it wasn't guarding Jalen Brunson. They – they have answers for that. Julius Randle Aside from that one game BAM usually has him bottled up I was worried about Mitchell Robinson on the offensive glass and Bam and his minutes did a great job of I don't know how many rebounds he got but he ended up He kept Mitchell Robinson off the glass for the most part and Cody Zeller also did that So I want to give them both credit for that as well because that was huge
1: Yeah, no and and that was really kind of the key battleground that we felt of the series and it's like mm-hmm. if Miami overhelps off their kind of big men on Jalen Brunson are they going to leave themselves susceptible to offensive rebounding and because mm-hmm. they played in a drop the answer is no it's just something that really we didn't okay. think would happen i mean we figured they were going to switch or they were going to kind of show Kevin Love really hard uh, mm-hmm. which is what they did kind of in the regular season and yeah they kept in a drop i do think new york go ahead i was like i do want to
2: because you mentioned switching i do want to point out that's also something that helped the heat out yesterday as far as going on that run they were really, really, really trying to get Jalen Brunson a favorable switch. When Duncan was in, he was calling three, four screens just to get to Duncan and he just wouldn't give it to him. And now you've wasted most of the shot clock it ends up a bad shot. And so that's also been a huge deal too, just being in that drop instead of switching. That the Knicks just didn't want just didn't know what to do for a very long time. And that led to a lot of bad shots also.
1: I think I think Duncan's kind of competitiveness on defense has been a little under talked mm-hmm. about. I yeah. I just think that he just has to not get killed, and he has. And he has to
2: stop fouling this much.
1: He and he he really has. He,
2: yeah, he hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't fouled as much. He right has,
1: now. and I know that he had. A, and and I I've, I've rewatched the game. I don't think that he got good looks. Uh, he really no. got a lot of under duress threes end of shot clock. Mm-hmm. Like, oh fuck, last option. They need to do a little yeah. bit more. I know Siobhan had some threads about kind of their off ball movement and stuff. And I do think that there's like if you watch the film, there's areas for them to improve. Particularly Mm -hmm. when Highsmith is on the floor because he's like he's very not guarded, which is why he's like very active as a cutter. But he should be active as like a hammer screener, like what PJ used to do and stuff like that. So kind of look to see how they kind of try to spring Duncan open. I I think they, yeah, Kenny, I think that they just they don't like to run plays for him anymore. And I just I I don't think he's like a in the flow of the offense kind of guy, which is kind of funny because you know and, and they paid him a lot of money and he needs to be kind of like fed threes not Mm -hmm. just he can't find his threes he needs to like be fed them and i think that's Mm -hmm. kind of the disconnect with the offense and him
2: yeah but i also think at the same time um even with them struggling to get him open looks yesterday he's still such a threat out there and especially with them not having tyler you still want to create that space for jimmy and for bam who bam was effective yesterday he spent so much energy keeping mr. Robinson off the glass he didn't score a ton I'm not mad at him for that but I do think there's still a lot of value in Duncan being on the floor even if he's not making those shots because that gravity is just so teams are horrified of Duncan Robinson. they Despite still are what he's
1: shooting, they it's are terrified fire, it's of him. a fire drill yeah
2: and so I think he sees some minutes in game too still I think I like that he's been in the rotation and he'll be able to get those shots off because teams are also scared of Jimmy right now but I wouldn't think too much about his game one performance just because that gravity still kills teams regardless of whether he's making shots or not.
1: Dog, everyone's so afraid of Jimmy. You know that little run that they went on when he got like the three leak outs and then he got like yeah. that one little pull up on the corner mm-hmm. on the baseline. Bro, me and the key yeah. fans in our section, you know, I was with the, my I was with my friend who's a Nick fan. He's a he's a New Yorker, and mm-hmm. uh, I was like trying to behave most of the game. <laughs> the fucking I, when Kyle did anything, you know, I go crazy. And mm-hmm. when that fucking thing happened, those fans and I got up because everyone in that fucking building was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's happening. And we just go, these motherfuckers know what time it is. It's Jimmy time. They are so quiet. They know what fucking time it is. We were insufferable, bro. Yeah,
2: those and you know what? Yes. It. In bad ankle or not, it's going to happen. It's because I, I, I don't even want to know I don't even know if I want to go into my whole thing about the garden and how like it's just the more I get into the history of the NBA, like the more annoyed I get by the way the Knicks are looked at.
1: Dog is ridiculous. Um, they have Harry Styles number retired. Really? Yes. Because he did 15 <laughs> straight shows in the garden. So they have like fucking Harry Styles and 15 and like Billy Joel and like another number because of how many times he's played there. And I go, they make fun of us for the fucking Marino thing? I go, you have fucking Harry Styles up there. At least Marino played fucking sports.
2: Yeah, it's like, uh, man. I was they, like, is that they a were... Ranger?
1: I don't know about like.
2: Yeah, it's it's just a, there's a New York City bias in entertainment in general. But as far oh, as the Knicks go,
1: celebrities, it's like a bunch yeah. of former fucking Knicks and Ben Stiller and fucking conspiracy <laughs> weirdo Aaron Rodgers who eats clay. And you know, uh, it's just bad. Martha Stewart, who I I don't know, we're fucking cheering for criminals now. Like everybody's fucking excited. <laughs> yes. and I was like, this is a fucking felon that you know mass. Madison... And guess what, Kenny? They didn't show yeah. D Wade. I'm in the arena. I had no idea Dwayne was at the game until I saw on Twitter.
2: Yeah, I, I bet. What a he killed them a ton too.
1: What a cow.
2: But yeah, it's just like uh, they've been in the like the league was founded in 1946. The Knicks were a team. The whole time, and they have two championships, and like that's that's cool, I guess. But it's two championships in however many years. Why is this considered like this storied historic franchise? If they were in any other, the Houston Rockets have a more impressive history than the New, New York yeah, I looked yeah. at it.
1: Too recent and titles. It's
2: just America. like it's so. It just annoys me because then the fans are arrogant based on nothing, and it's just a whole thing. It's, I don't get it. So I say all that to say, Jimmy's gonna have his moment
1: I, I do too and I, I we hope he can play. I mean he walked on it. We saw it on his Instagram today. Mm-hmm. Uh but he was oh, if it's up to Jimmy he's playing. He's such a fucking troll, bro. He does that. If it's up to him, he's did playing. you see him in the corner just practicing his shot? <laughs> <laughs> like he's he's a little dickhead.
2: Oh my and and man, like the Knicks seeing that and seeing yo, Jimmy's too hurt right now to even be in the offense and attacking him once. And he didn't didn't get him the switch. I was like, all right, you know what? Well, let's just give up on
1: that game plan. The game is over. Whatever. I just I felt if York, I was a Knicks fan. That would frustrate me so much, Kenny. I felt they quit. I felt the Knicks quit yeah. and the fans quit. The fans were leaving. Oh, yeah, they, it was. I, a, I, saw, it, I saw your video. It was a 10 point game with like two and a half minutes left. That's not over. Mm-hmm. I, like, and in, in, in I don't blame minutes. people like li- like real talk. If you're leaving with like 30 seconds left. Whatever, like if you're down ten with thirty seconds, I stay. I'm not blaming you for leaving. But two
2: nah, minutes, you know what? Nah, you know what? I blame him. I blame him because one, the Heat fans, Heat fans get a ton of shit for leaving games. He fans will fucking
1: leave a game when it but, ends and they'll get shit.
2: But leaving Heat games is a fucking nightmare. You got to sit in that parking lot for like an hour, and then Biscayne is back. Is it's closed off. You got to get to a part out of, of there Biscayne. Off.
1: It was crazy. It was seamless. And,
2: and you were probably in the Uber. So, yo, they're catching the fucking train. They still have. No, to I, wait. I just, went in a train.
1: Yeah, like, yeah that's what I'm just, like. Uh, it's, Kenny, I was Kenny. Why, like, I was, we, like I they was they have little
2: no little. traffic to beat. They're going underground. Like, why are you leaving early? But nobody's gonna say anything about that. It's just Heat fans who leave early. And despite the Heat always being top, at least top six in attendance percentage, it's well, look how empty the stands are with 20 minutes to go before tip off. Like, it's it's I don't know, man. It's a whole thing.
1: It, it, it was just it was just crazy to me and, and I, I, I don't know. That was that was kind of wild. But it just felt like the fans gave up, the team gave up. Mm-hmm. Maybe they knew about Brunson's injury too, and, and maybe they were just like, ah, whatever, and then, you know, let's call this let's just call this nobody let's let's leave without anybody else getting hurt. But it was just it was just wild. It just felt like but, they just kind of quit and, and they just But jumped. you know what?
2: That's that's a sign of a team that hasn't won yep. and a coach that hasn't won as a head coach because the Bucs don't quit. They don't quit, and if you show that kind of weakness to an Eric exposure team, you're kind of done. It's kind of over with, and so you show you're willing to quit. It's 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 a wrap.
1: It just felt like um, it. I mean, it, it was yeah. it was it was. Just, I don't know. It was, the vibe. The whole vibe was weird to me as somebody who was like never been in an opposing arena. I was like, oh, this is this is this is strange. Uh, let's talk about what the Knicks can do as adjustments, and then we'll kind of get into our, mm-hmm. our last story here. Uh, for the day I think the Knicks have some cards to play Um, yeah obviously like if Brunson and if Brunson and and Randall are out you know that that's going to make their life you know nearly impossible to generate enough offense it would really have to just Mm -hmm. be very quickly centric Um, yeah which I'll take but honestly Kenny he was like my x-factor in the series for New York I was like if that guy plays well he's a problem he's like you know no pun intended he's very quick and he is very fast and and Mm -hmm. they don't have they don't have the facilities for that big man (laughs) <laughs> they so that's just a problem for them if I'm gonna assume I'm gonna assume health because you know If they're not mm-hmm. healthy, we could just throw all this shit out the window If yeah. those guys can go and I heard Zach Lowe talk about this. I thought it was interesting You know, you have to consider starting Grimes uh, Especially if Jimmy's gonna yeah. be limited Maybe you don't need to put Josh Hart on him and maybe you get a little bit more shooting in the starting lineup uh, to kind of help them, you know if mm-hmm. if Randall plays do you have Randall? Do you have Bam defend Randall? I've heard a lot of people like you put Bam on Randall out of respect. I, I actually put Kevin Love on Randall, and I make Kevin I'm, and I make Julius Randall prove to me that he's healthy enough to score on Kevin Love consistently. And if that's the event, then we we you know you can kind of adjust and move Bam. But until then, I keep Bam on Mitchell, yeah. and I keep him. Yeah. I, I I think because I mean I don't know if you saw the box out numbers that Chef Trilly tweeted out today. Bam's box out numbers today. He had like yeah. more box outs than fucking uh uh Evan I think Mobley Evan Mobley had, the, had the, the whole series. series. Or yeah. 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 Um I throw a lot at you, I'm sorry.
2: No, yeah, no, I think I like your idea of, of putting Kevin Love on Julius Randle as long as they stay in a drop. Yeah, I would mean, just, just, yeah. 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 just prove that stay in a drop. Yeah. Yes, prove that man, because Mitchell Robinson's not gonna score, but you kinda want Bam boxing him out and keeping him off the glass. So I can see that. I can see that. I, I wouldn't be mad at that. And obviously they can adjust at any time if if Julius Randle does start to get off, which I don't think he will. Then he can just adjust and put bam on him. So, I, yeah, I'm not mad at that idea. Um, as far as Emmanuel quickly, if, um, if Brunson and Randle are out, he's a very electric player. He's also very young. He plays very young sometimes. He makes a lot of mistakes. He kind of gets ahead of himself a lot. And so if it's going to be the Emmanuel Quickly so just kind of let him do that until he falls off a cliff <laughs> and it should be a pretty easy win for the Heat.
1: They're due for a really good shooting night Kenny and I know that just because they're a bad yeah. shooting team doesn't mean that they won't they they might even have they might win game 2 off a great shooting night and some some energy and effort because if they have a normal shooting night you know we're having a different show today. So I don't I yeah. don't want to come on here and say, "Oh, they have they have this they have this in the big." I don't want to be a New York fan. I want to be like real <laughs> about this. You know, mm-hmm. Miami had answers to what New York did. I mean, they won a big game on the road. You know, they'll yeah. leave happy with the split, as they did in Milwaukee. Uh, you come home for game three and game four in your building where you're very successful at home, haven't lost a playoff game at home uh, this postseason yet. They've only played twice, though. But, yeah. you know, if if you're Miami, uh, I think you got to continue with the containment of Brunson. If those guys start hitting shots, mm-hmm. it becomes a little complicated. I do think yeah. you have some switches to play. Um, you know, you kind of might have. You might give up some offensive rebounds. You know, you have to kind of be specific on the matchups. I can see them going to that if the shooting becomes a real problem. I just really don't think you can let Brunson go off. They might just yeah. dare them to shoot like they did the Bucks, and I'm like, okay, do it again. Like you do, you do it once, mm-hmm. do it again, which is what yeah. Miami did. I mean, and it worked. I mean, Milwaukee really never shot the ball that well again. Get it all out of your system, and it kind of it's like yeah. an avalanche when it rains it pours. So they're yeah. due for the big correction game, which could very well mm-hmm. happen. Game two, I'm I'm very prepared for it, and I think yeah, man, at home I can see that. Yeah, no, absolutely, and and that they're gonna be desperate. That crowd's gonna be desperate. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I could see them having a much better performance. And and I thought Kenny, they made a lot of mistakes. Like I thought RJ uh made you know they he lost Highsmith a couple times. Just, like, mm-hmm. kind of silly mistakes in pick and roll. I wanted Quickly to talk, up. yeah. Yeah, so I think that there's room for them to just play better, and I think they're going to have a film session. They're going to be like, hey, guys, you know, you, this you fucked up, this you fucked up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the leakouts for, you know, Brunson and, and Zach Lowe talked about this, you know, because the Knicks are cross match being a lot because Miami very comfortable having Jimmy on Brunson, and on the other end, they don't want Brunson on Jimmy. They want Hart. So they're mm-hmm. the Knicks are in cross-match a lot. So by the by Jimmy leaking out and pushing in transition guys get lost and he's just he's just bringing mm-hmm. free. So You know, there, there's some element yeah. of that as well that they can kind of clean those things up
2: Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up the Knicks' defense and mistakes because that's a lot of what happened yesterday, too um, They'd be very very disciplined on the initial action. Um, and then after that a couple swings and they would just get lost and you can't, you have to keep that discipline throughout the whole shot clock or the whole possession really and that just wasn't happening a lot for them yesterday and it's kind of uncharacteristic of them this season so maybe they fixed that but honestly it's it's a lot of fixing man it it, it was it was I, you said you rewatched the game like it that it was so bad like okay though bam roll, they'll stop that and then
1: it was just like like, lose a couple more passes and everybody's lost. You can't lose Jimmy on a cut. And then the other thing is, yeah, yeah, it's a, my, boy you know, Lowry, my boy Kyle. You can't. My boy Kyle. They cannot vet, like, like, rookie mistake, just having the ball anywhere near Kyle, where Kyle can get it. Yeah. And by the way, he's a fucking dickhead. He plays like a dickhead. He is a yeah. dickhead. He's going to fucking put his ass in you. He's going <laughs> to do shit that they're not going to call because they don't see it. And the Knicks fans are complaining, and I'm like, "You're not familiar with this game, are you?" Um, and that's how that's how he plays, though. Like he just he's that get under your skin kind of guy. He's, mm-hmm. I mean, like Iguodala is the same way. Like all these guys just yeah. have their little veteran tricks to fucking piss you off and to agitate you while you're complaining. They 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 leak out or they they cut or whatever. And mm-hmm. you know his the the four blocks. I'll put blocks in air quotes. <laughs> They're, they look like strip steals, whatever. But yeah. You know, that's just a testament to his quick hands. His that you know, he is in a lot of instances their last <laughs> rotating defense. He's a low man, as funny <laughs> as that was, and as bad as it was in the Hawk series, you know, he's good because but, uh, he'll and, take a charge you know, quick hands.
2: Yeah, and that's what that's what I said during the Hawk series. Um it looked bad. We always make it look bad that game, but but Kyle is not a bad low man to have, despite his size. Because way, of what you mentioned, taking the charges that still deters guys from driving to the basket. It doesn't have to be a shot block necessarily. So his charges and his quick hands, he, he's not a bad low man, and he has the strength to handle. If you want to post him up, he's it's not a mismatch.
1: And, and I, so Kyle
2: is a low man. I'm, I don't really have a problem with most times.
1: I think this is a good transition to like our final point, which is sack Low on his podcast said that uh, he had talked to some executives. They said mm-hmm. that they feel that the Heat don't miss Tyler Hero as much as they thought they would. And I thought that was kind of an interesting conversation coming off Kyle's big night because. The ball has been in Kyle's hands more because, mm-hmm. you know, you'll, Gabe will create early and they'll give Gabe kind of his touches early. But really, as the game progresses, it becomes more and more Kyle and Jimmy ball focused. And it mm-hmm. used to be Tyler and Jimmy ball focused. And Tyler's more of a scorer and Kyle's more of a facilitator at, at this yeah. point of his career. And I was just thinking about like kind of I, I don't like these conversations, Kenny, because I don't like saying, like, oh, they're just better without this player who's, like, really good, right? Or, oh, this Mm -hmm. guy just doesn't fit. Like, it's matchups, a lot of it, too. Like, Tyler would have absolutely, like, shredded the Bucks drop, like, as as Mm -hmm. he was doing early. Um, But I do think there's something to be said about he and Love can't play together very often because they're both weak defensive links. And I think you can survive with one of them, and they have. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of him not being here has allowed them to, like, play one and not the other. And I don't think... I don't want to I don't want to have a dialogue about why they're why they're better without Tyler Hero. My column. Mm-hmm. That's not what I want to do. I just thought it was interesting. And I do think there's like some logic behind the fact that given the matchups at that, like they'd miss him in a Celtic series um, in, in some ways and in some ways not. But in a lot of mm-hmm. ways, yeah, I mean, he's a great ball handler. And, and without Oladipo as well, you know, really, there are only three ball handlers are Jimmy uh, Bam uh, Bam's not really a ball handler, Jimmy Gabe and Kyle. Caleb can do a little bit, but like you know, you're not comfortable mm-hmm. with that. So it's it's just an interesting. It was like kind of an interesting subplot that they said that. Yeah. Uh And I just said you know, you're the you're the Tyler guy. Kind of curious where you where you stand. Um,
2: I get it on the surface, but I also see they didn't peel any layers back on it. Like this is just so the Heat don't have to play Tyler Hero and Kevin Love a ton of minutes together. Um, it's worked and it's been a great adjustment I suppose made to play Kevin love a lot more, but well,
1: just they, start, it's not really just as necessary. they start
2: both, you know what I mean? Yeah, they start both but at the same time we do have to acknowledge that yes, Jimmy goes nuclear every playoffs and that's great, but He shouldn't have to all the time. It is pretty exhausting. And having another scorer there like Tyler obviously would help a ton, would get him some rest where he's not exhausted. You can kind of not preserve him because it is the playoffs, but Jimmy doesn't have to do everything as often on the offensive end if you have Tyler Hero there. Yes, the defensive struggles, I get it. But And also Tyler's been competing on defense. I don't even want to say having him out there would make them that much worse. No, but, no, I, I don't think that I, yeah. I just I
1: was just saying that like having both yeah. he and Love, yeah, both, both, yeah, because both then you I, can I put them both in a pick and roll and then like yeah. really it's like, kinda, Yeah that that's like where yeah. you're that's like the losing proposition I think and if you're another yeah. team that makes sense because if yeah. not you're putting like Struce and Bam in a pick and roll and it's like mm-hmm. well Struce has you size do it it. So you don't want to deal with Bam and if Bam's propping Struce up Struce becomes a much yeah. better defender because he's like athletic mm-hmm. and kind of long, and he can kind of recover. Yeah. As long as Bam just keeps the dude in front of him, mm-hmm. and that happened a lot in, the, in in the game. Like, and Tiff said it on Hangover Time: Ben not break. Right? Like, Bam is yeah. is hold. Bam, listen, Bam holds a village, bro. He's fucking amazing, <laughs> and, and you know, and just just a size thing and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, you know what's funny, Kenny? In these playoffs, the Heat are outscoring opponents by twenty six points per hundred possession when Jimmy Butler's on the bench. Now, I think wow. some of that is noise from the comeback in game two in at Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. It's only 63 minutes, and that was probably... F- but again, that was like what? Like probably 10 of them, if that, or 8 of them. Yeah. So it's it's just Miami has crushed the non-Butler minutes, right? Yeah. And opponents are shooting 52% from three in those minutes. Yeah. But their offense is... Off the charts. It's 120 offensive rating. Um, yeah. And pretty crazy.
2: this is something I started to notice towards the end of the season and I had to really think about. And that's when I ended up tweeting like the Heat looked like a team that's going to um, hit another gear in the playoffs. Because when we were to think about it, they've been together for about three years during the Jimmy Butler. Right now, they're going... They're three wins away from their third conference finals appearance in four years that Jimmy Butler's been here. A lot of times in the season, they just kind of... And they shouldn't have, but they looked kind of bored and just ready for the playoffs. And so I think I'm that's even, a huge difference Kenny,
1: I'm not going to give them that pass. They look like I, I will. I'm not. They, I'm, they, I'm sorry. Some well, people I can think, say that, and Spoke came out and said people were too hard on a regular season. I think people went way overboard in some aspects. They fucking couldn't beat Detroit. You, you talk about... I, I
2: think both things are true. I think yeah, both things are true. But
1: you needed... Like, I'm not pretending... Uh, listen, you know that I'm... Everybody in this chat and who listens to this knows that I fucking ride or die for this team. I fucking flew to New York to f- represent this city and this team. They know that I've been doing heapy for 10 years. I fucking love them, but I'm not an idiot and they probably don't beat the Bucks if Giannis doesn't get hurt. And they fucked around and got an A seed, right? And if, if things go a certain way, you know, they might not be here right now. So I don't... I I agree with some of the stuff that Spo says, but... You're not good I think enough. It's a bit of both. You're not good enough to be bored.
2: Yeah. You're not I think bored. that's I think that's the combination of things. They were bored at times, but they weren't good enough to be. So they like, look a lot We worse know they at can times, we know they're yeah, better yeah.
1: than Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there were some nights. I think, I think it's both. I think it's both things. There were some nights we didn't have evidence of that, but we know. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the, the, the fucking Atlanta game. I mean, that was what's crazy to me is that game I thought was poorly coached, and I said it at the time. I yes. was like, they did not look prepared for anything Quince. And Slatter
2: also I wanna cause I wasn't on air at the time. Quince Ladder did a great job in it. Uh, well,
1: no, and I, I gave him his credit yes. and I was like, those yeah, was motherfuckers Yeah, all the tape and they were ready yeah. for everything Miami had, and the Sitting heat thought, every The Heat thought, Oh, these fucking suckers, they suck. And they just went in yeah. with their plan and none of it worked, and they were like, Whoa. It was like it felt like we don't have a plan B. And it was yeah. fucking crazy. And they got their ass I mean, listen, Kenny, I I'll be the first to admit I made plans that Friday that they had the second playing game. Brass booked tickets to a fucking show. Everybody had fucking plans that Friday because none of us thought that this was going to happen. Uh, and then our life got flipped upside down. So, you know, shit happens, whatever. But, yeah, no, yeah. just I thought that and spoke quoting J. Cole. There's beauty in the struggle. Uh, I did not see that. <laughs> yeah, and I saw somebody say spoke. <laughs> oh, it was spoke. Spo- I don't know. So it was a funny pun. that. Wait, I said
2: by the way, you, you know, the Keller Martin story, right?
1: With J. Cole. The Caleb Martin story?
2: Yeah. No, I don't. Because Caleb is from North Carolina. And so he was just, he was out of the league, just in a gym playing pickup. And, you know, J. Cole loves playing basketball. And so they were just in a gym playing all the time. And J. Cole was like, hey, who is this guy? They explained how he went to Nevada, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. And J. Cole made the calls. and And Caleb ended up on the Charlotte Hornets. And then, no, no. This was after the Hornets, and then he made some calls and got Caleb on the Heat's radar. And Caleb ended up with the Heat because of J Cole, pretty much.
1: That's playing pickup with J Cole. That's so funny. Yeah, that's almost. You know that? I did not know that. You may have been told, and I forgot. Reminded me of when uh, when Rodney Hood taught Haley Williams of Paramore how to crip walk. Oh yeah. You know, similar thing. (laughs) I forgot about that. I just think that. I just think Rodney Hood. Hood. (laughs) <laughs> what a random guy rodney <laughs> i meant i wanted rodney hood so bad man he had a he had a running dog so i wanted him in miami too i want to i want to officially announce the harry b agenda's over it's done it's called oh, yeah the book is closed it, it's over joe arida it's jover we're out <laughs> of the harry b sweepstakes we had a good run fam the train was fun but unfortunately uh, the train is closed. Please. Much, much like the much like the mechanic shop. Man, twenty nine
2: percent in his career in game sevens.
1: Listen, I think if he had a little culture, it'd be different. But he was pretty <laughs> cooked this season, and I quietly went away from it this season. And and then and then he kind of had a resurgence, like by All Star break, and I was like, "We, we coming back?" And uh, no, he, just, he stinks again. So uh, I love I love you, Harry B. But yeah, it's 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 over. Um, so shout out to that. But yeah, Kenny. So game game two. Is tomorrow? Uh, mm-hmm. That's Tuesday. Oh my god, I, I gotta get some sleep. Uh So they're gonna play tomorrow. We'll we'll keep you updated on uh, the injuries. We'll have pregame in 30 minutes before, and then we have hangover time after. Uh, Al- Glad Alf's back, man. It's uh it's hard it's hard out in these streets without it. But make sure to check out our full game coverage. I have a special guest for you. He was supposed to come today. Had to move things around, but he'll be on Thursday. I think y'all are going to like who we're going to hear from on Thursday. We got tons of stuff planned for you this week. Um, I believe Mixed Bag is coming back on Wednesday. So (laughs) look out for that. Tiffany Meeks returns with Mixed Bag. I got to get the schedule out. I've just been tired, fam. But, yeah, so that's what we got on the docket. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, at Giannavas103, at Kenny Spence MBA. That is Kenny Spence (laughs) MBA. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow for our game day coverage. And uh, remember, y'all, it is heat in Cinco.